Welcome to Fargo Talks Fargo, an unofficial podcast on the FX television show. Fargo Talks Fargo is hosted by me, Bill Lempe, and my buddy Sharpie. Sponsors for this season of Fargo Talks Fargo are TAG, celebrating Fargo and the Midwest community through t-shirts, art, and graphics. For more information, visit tagfargo.com. And Fargo Brewing Company's Wood Chipper India Pale Ale with its bold hop flavor and velvety body. Grab a pint or visit them online at fargobrewing.com. All right, here we are, Sharpie, uh, episode four, Eating the Blame. Oh, yes. I've eaten some. I eat a lot already. Not just the blame, but uh, another great show, I think. And uh, this week, we are really happy to have Carmela and Mia here, who run the FX Fargo Tumblr and Twitter account. And uh, Mia's from New Hampshire. Carmela's way, way far away from Melbourne, Australia. Hey, now. How are you ladies doing? Good. Yep. Great. So how do you let's let's get this out of the way? If if one of you two pick it, the uh, the abridged cliff note version of how you do this, you are your international FX Fargo Tumblr blog people. Mm-hmm. What's the story? Yep. Um, we're both uh, we're both Martin Freeman fans, and uh, we. I guess last year we'd heard about him appearing on uh, Fargo, the the TV show. We heard news of it. Um, I heard news of it on um, Tumblr and uh, uh, followed it ever since that point. Um, and I know that Mia did the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so from there, we, uh, we'd started late last year into early this year thinking about um, – coming up with a with a blog for the show, a fan blog. Uh, the one difficulty was that because uh, the show was still filming at that point, um, gaining material for the blog was a bit tricky. So we had to bide our time and just wait for a little more material to come out. We finally decided after um, the Fargo panel at TCA, we decided then to roll out the blog and get started and start posting information for people up until the premiere. And so we've been rolling on it from there. Um, I run the Twitter and Mia and I and our new uh, mod, Katie, we, we, co-run yeah. the, um, we co-run the Tumblr and, and manage posts and answer questions for people um, as they come up. That's crazy. And then I, I remember we chatted real briefly and Mia, you said you actually got, you, you actually drove to or went to New York to the Paley Center. Mm-hmm. Um, Yep, I was. Yeah, what do they what do they call that? I mean, I keep calling it the Paley Fest, and I always forget Paley Fest is a different event they put on, but it's Paley Center Media for the Arts, right? Yeah, yeah. And and they had like a nice Q and A that we've brought up quite a few times, but was that pretty? Uh, that had to be pretty cool to actually be there and see all those people in person and watch Martin Freeman just evidently flee the country. At the end, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just had to run out. He had a plane or something. Yeah, it seemed like the audience was just about as pretty much as bummed as his castmates were. Yeah, yeah, that was really fun though. I don't know if they said before, but we watched like clips from the show before the panel. Um, really? So what, what kind of what clips did they show you guys? They well, they've all been ones that we've seen already on the show now. Mm-hmm. Um, they had the scene in the second episode with them. Uh, with uh, wrench and numbers like drowning the Lorne lookalike in the ice hole with that <laughs> that song playing, we watched that one. We watched the scene with Lorne and Lester at like the diner from the pilot, and one of the scenes with um, Molly and her dad. 
I think. There might have been one more. That had to be kind of cool to see that kind of stuff early. Yeah, that was Because cool. that stuff hadn't been out on YouTube or anything yet via FX. Yeah, it was like a little exclusive thing that they showed us. It was fun. So your guys' coverage has been pretty amazing. Uh, I know Bill and I commented on it right away when we started doing the podcast that these girls over at <laughs> at this FX Fargo Tumblr are just like covering everything. It, it, I, I have no idea how they have the time to do it. And obviously there's three of you now. Uh-huh. Um, and for those out there uh, curious, it's fxfargo.tumblr.com. Uh, and go check it out. They have, you guys post all kinds of fan art, some of the most amazing gifts from the show. Now, where do you find these gifts? Do you make a lot of them or do you just GIF. come across them? GIF. Yeah, GIF. I say GIF, GIF. too. <laughs> nah, it's GIF. Problem is, GIF is, um, GIF is actually a household cleaner here in Australia, so I actually hate calling it GIF. Yeah, it's also peanut butter. It's peanut butter in America. <laughs> oh, <is it? laughs> yeah, yeah um, we, both, we make them. Yeah. You make them. Well, we reblog, we're, we like post other people's, we reblog other people's, and then we sure, make our sure. own as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're so fun to watch. You guys got to yeah. get out there and check it out at fxfargo.tumblr.com and also on Twitter um, at fxfargo, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Pretty fun stuff. We should, we should probably hit it with the actual show. Yeah. <laughs> as they said on the show Let's last night, erstwhile in Fargo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that the Can't, first time they mentioned that? <laughs> I, I think it's, I think the first, so. it's definitely the first time. All of time a sudden, they, they were doing it. They did it. Yeah. I haven't. Do you think somebody had a bet? Like, <laughs> let's get this word in there. <laughs> yeah. Like, Noah's like, I'm, someone's like, I bet you can't get erstwhile into the opening of your show. And he's like, oh, hell yeah, I can. <laughs> <laughs> I can and will. The first word. Yes. Yeah, no one and uses erstwhile. Like, no, no one does. Erstwhile, <laughs> aforementioned. <laughs> I'm always thinking I, of the AMC promos, you know. Uh, last week yeah. on AMC, or last week. Yeah, episode. right. So, yeah, it's a bit yeah. weird hearing erstwhile. I was like, what? <laughs> There's an old word. Definitely. Yeah. And so we, we get right to it. Uh, it. Boom, it's 1987. Yep. And we're driving down the road with Stavros and Helena Miro, Milos mm-hmm. in Minnesota. And we basically, I don't, I don't know if we need to harp on this subject too long after we, we went on our crazy what i still call our tinfoil hat episode where it was like grassy noel gunman conspiracy theories about god and all sorts of things but we get we pretty much get right to it uh and mm-hmm. they it's just like we we are we find out even more that even from a, a poor standpoint in his life stavros is quote unquote a man of god mm-hmm. and he's mm. he's got some <laughs> He's got some bad shit going on. I mean, that's not, uh, we can speak to breaking down in the Midwest in the winter. You don't want to do that. Yeah, you especially don't want to uh, pump five bucks worth of gas into a car and start driving across a tundra plane. That is definitely like, you're definitely putting life, your life in your hands at that point. I mean, it's, it can get to temperatures up here, especially in that neck of the woods. If you're talking about Bemidji and Duluth, they can get to 60 below. And in those temps, you're dead in 10 minutes outside. Yeah. I certainly wouldn't be spotting a shiny red object in the snow and running and diving to dig it up. So I'll give him props for that. <laughs> Little Dimitri didn't seem to mind in the backseat. <laughs> so did you guys, did did you two think that when you when you saw that or when you maybe heard our episode, or did either of you pick up on that while you were watching? Were you like, there's got to be a reason. This isn't just a, a casual throwback. Well, or, or were you or were you not convinced that it was going to be Well, I heard your guys' episode about your theories on it. So and yeah, you guys got we it. Con- were we able to convert you? Mhm. 
Yeah, well, but, and it happened like right off the bat in the show. Yeah, we mm-hmm. we didn't uh, mess around. Mm-hmm. Yep, and no. neither did they. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people picked up last with last week's episode with the red scraper that yeah. the suitcase would, would come into play. So I think, mm-hmm. it, yeah, a lot of people were quite observant and picked it up. I'm, I've been really kind of nitpicking around uh, Stavros and his whole family and uh, a little bit lately, at least to this week. And uh, it's really interesting to me that he's, he, you know, he's dedicated his life to God, but he's very obviously, um, he's very obviously not as much of a, a man of God as he was before. And then I kept, I, I kind of have these notes that I was going to just push out there just for a minute um because i was trying to think of his family the three of them and his how his wife was together with him and isn't anymore and mm-hmm. but um little 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 religious fact here that uh, stavros uh comes from the greek word staros which is like s t a u r o s which is greek for cross oh, okay <laughs> so everything about this <laughs> and helena his wife is a, is is a, the patron saint of discoveries Mm-hmm. Really? So, like, yeah, and Dimitri is is a, 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 the name is like a devoted person of Demeter, who is the Greek goddess of earth and grains. And hey, his dad is the supermarket king. Can you get more earthy and grainy about that coincidence? <laughs> I think not. Bill, you're doing your homework. I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I just think it's I think it's really important that everything around the Milos family is completely tied to this idea of being poor and then becoming rich and falling and i finally um because so here we go starting with spoilers already um the blood in the face is you know it's raining blood kind of like the plagues of egypt so i was like of course you better look up the plagues of egypt so you can try to figure out what's coming next and i think i finally i don't know the the slaughtering animals thing that's always in the back window Mm-hmm. Um, there's, mm. uh, all the, all the cattle die is one of the plagues. They're all yeah. sl- like killed. Mm. And I keep thinking, oh, is that what's the backside to... of that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. A... That's not, that's not Lauren doing that to him, but yeah. I don't know. I'm just trying to, I'm digging way too deep. You're digging right. license plate number from this episode. I've read about, um, people talking about Lester's hand as being, um, symbolic of the boils. Ooh. Oh yeah. Oh. Good I saw somebody who wrote something kind of like that, that it was mm-hmm. um, on the other side of that, that it was actually a psychological, like a yeah. physiological manifestation, and it's not actually real, which is why no one else says, hey, dude, your hand's the, <laughs> your, the, uh, the size of a, like a giant hammer. No joke, and no pun intended there. You know, it's just like, it's just so thick, and I mean, I'm just waiting for that thing to like burst. It's so gross looking. Yeah. And some people are saying, well, maybe it's not real. I was reading that too, but then I'd just come across last night an interview with Noah Hawley where he, um, I'm not sure if I should say, it's a bit of a spoiler alert. Um, Eh, Fire away. He says it gets worse. If you don't want to hear it, mute. (laughs) His hand gets worse. How can it um, not? Uh yeah, of course. You know what I mean? Like, I I think it's real. Personally, I think it's real. Isn't there something like? Isn't there something he can do? That would like went to get the ointment and then he left. Oh yeah, right. Like outside of like rubbing cream on it, which to me isn't at this point going it's... to remove it. Mm-hmm. That's Bill's answer to everything. Usually, what did you say? Nothing. Smart ass. You'll Nothing. hear it on the podcast later. 
No, I mean, yeah, I think he's got to take that out. And obviously he can't talk to anyone about it because it's it's evidence of him being present at a crime instead of laying on his basement floor, right? Yeah, I guess it's that's really weird, though, because he went now that he went shooting with Chaz. I was wondering whether he could yeah. explain it away and go, yeah, yeah I just, just accidentally had a shooting I, accident. I think some people just care so litter, 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 little for him, for his like mo- most of his well-being that they just don't. You ever notice nobody ever says hmm. outside of that one time at Bo Monk, nobody's like, how are you doing anymore? They just. Even yeah. Chaz was like, oh, your floor. Yeah. And it's like the floor. Like, yeah. OK. Yeah, no, it's fu- well, that's why it was funny with um, the interview with Bill when he was being interviewed by Bill Oswald a couple episodes ago. And he was, you know, he was talking to him like he was, you know, um, he knew him, but you didn't get the sense that they yeah. were friends at all. Yeah. Um, he was kind of sympathetic to him, but it was just kind of a bit weird because it was like, you know, it's not like he, he's kind of asking after Lester, but you could kind of sense the way that Lester was reacting to him that he wasn't he wasn't a mate. He no, wasn't he a was, friend of his. So it seemed well, like he best connection really was, had no I knew friends. He got beat up and hubba bubba. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, he ran around. He chased you until you, you know, one of you. And he watched. He, and, and it's, it's, you know, the, that's, the thing that's is, terrible. It's, it's, he's a friend. He's there. And yet he was never enough of a friend to say, oh, I used to stop him from beating you up. He just obviously watched. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's what so I mean. That guy. Like, it's really sad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Better <laughs> For like a hundred other reasons too. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I think Lester's got a long list there of yeah. people that. <laughs> so we, we get, we get from there to uh, kind of coming back to our little scoop through, we, you know, we get, we got Don Chumpf. Yeah. Plumber for hire. <laughs> and he's he's at Milos Stavros Stavros Milos this place. I feel like we have to at least say that once or twice because that's our running joke. Uh, now we know we'll just we'll just call him the Cross. Now. You have to say it. Um. So that that was an interesting thing to see him just there to just agitate the situation. Right, and I wonder if that was Lauren's play. You know, did Lauren ask him to? Ask if he was a man that followed the Bible. Um, That's what I was thinking. Because then also um, in the phone call with like the disguised voice, he says mm-hmm. like something really similar. I, I don't know if Lauren is like setting up Don. Yeah, that's yeah. Because and Don seems too dumb to be able to say something like that on his own. So I feel like he has to be coerced into bringing up the Bible. And just like you say, Mia, because he's he's basically being part of his own setup. Uh-huh. Yeah, also with the pet store, like he went to like three pet stores or like four pet stores or something to get the crickets. Like obviously you can check if he went to every pet store yeah. in town, they're going to know. They're going to be like, "Hey, did you see that thing yeah. in the Phoenix supermarket?" And yeah, like, and that, I think that's the thing is that crickets. that's why he's that's his he's just he has turned Don Chumpf into his hand. You know, he's the wrist. That's it. He he does all uh-huh. the yeah. right yeah, he's, he's the, the wrist. wrist. He's just doing all the work, and um, I don't. I, I thought it was that scene when when Chump <laughs> is on the phone with Lauren in the in the store. His accent is so hilarious. I watched it like five times when he's <laughs> when Lauren's like, "Who do you think this? Who knows you're in the pet store? Do you want me? My do you mom? want me to play that? Do you want me to play that scene? <laughs> what was that? All right, here we go. All right, I want to hear it. Please, 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 please. Sir, are you Don Chump? 
Yeah? There's a phone call for you. A what now? A telephone. Uh, you can take it right here at the counter. Hello? Do I have him? Who is this? Well, let's figure this out together. Who knows you're at the pet store right now? My mom. Do I sound like your mom? <laughs> uh, no. Hold on. Does your mom know why you're at that pet store right now? She thinks I'm getting a cat. Okay, I don't have time for this. Do I have them? Yes or no? <laughs> but uh, only a hundred. Well, there are three other pet stores in the city, so hit them all. I'm in jail. I'll be out in a few hours. What? Time's up. <laughs> oh, it's such a, it's such a great. Hours. I love. Come get me. I love his matter of factness <laughs> about it. Like, uh, it's like, yeah, go, go get the crickets, uh, my mom, and uh, and then uh, pick me up <laughs> at the coffee shop. Instead, he's like, I'm in jail. Come get me in two hours. Get me in two hours. Yeah. He like he has. There's no question about like call a lawyer, do anything. He's like, eh, I'll be out too. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Also, the pet store lady knows Don's name. Did I she noticed. or did she say, "Are so, you like, Don?" I couldn't remember. Yeah, she said, "Are you Don Chump?" And he was like, "Yeah." So like, if they go back to check at the pet store, His she's name. gonna know literally who it, it was do, by there's, name. There's exactly. a, yeah. I have like a little <laughs> bit of my willing suspension of disbelief happening right now because. How did he know which pet store mm-hmm. he'd be at? Or did he only send them to the one and just was like, hang there until I might call you? I don't know. He really is. He's he's setting up a pass every know. time. I, I'm 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 with I'm with you guys. Mm-hmm. He's, Big time. He's, he's on something. So we got Gus Grimley too, who's uh finally get to see where the scene where he says whatever. He's like, Oh, does he got the cancer? And she's like, Yeah. Leukemia over. And uh, Sharpie noticed that uh, <laughs> our mitzvah van was in the background again, just chucking in a little back. Jewish faith in the van in the background. And what is that thing? Is it just like a a billboard truck, or is it like a is it a delivery vehicle of some sort? What I don't is know. The vehicle. It's not like a food truck or anything. Is it just carrying around Doras. Bibles? No. No, is it the tor- Turkeys? Torahs? Jewish. I don't know. I do. I just anyway. Either way, well, it's just not a it's lot of Jewish that's people been outside, in the Midwest. It's been outside in a scene with Gus Grimley twice now. With Gus, and since we've got all the religious conspiracy going on, so he heads out to check out the thirteen oh one Bird Lane uh, murdered canine. So was that is that Stavros Milos yes. Stavros's dog that they're talking about? And it took me a minute okay. to realize that this was all not happening in real time; that these were overlapping time frames a little bit, you know, because mm. it's not like Don or Don Chumpf was sitting in that minivan for ever, waiting for like twenty minutes later. You know, it's like we're we're cutting to different angles of the same thing time wise. Yeah, but they also said that the dog thing happened. A couple days Probably ago, not, never the guy's been it. out with the cancer. I'm like, he just knows because he says package requested for Frank Peterson. Like, he knows he's going in because that's that phone call he makes. And then a bunch of people I saw bitched about the flip phone. And I'm like, yeah. it, dude, it's not, mm. it's like 2006. There's no iPhone. I probably had a fucking flip no. phone uh-huh. in 2006. <sighs> I, I mean, I. Oh, for sure. In Fargo, we didn't get the iPhone until. The yeah, 
iPhone 4. iPhone 4 was the first iPhone in Fargo. So we were pretty late to the game on smartphones. But no, they're like burners. It's like watching the wire. It's like watching the yeah, wire. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's a boost. He's on Boost Mobile, man, before it was cool. <laughs> Lauren Malville should be the new Boost Mobile uh, spokesman. His haircut, the way he has those boots, just the way he walks. What a trendsetter. He's the coolest guy ever. So that kind of ties in. Uh, we had a little bit of a tinfoil hat theory going on. Um, and, and Lauren was the start of it in that this episode seemed to have a running theme of people trying to get arrested. Yes. Oh, yeah. So it seems as almost Lauren, you know, he seems to know what he's doing and he makes very little mistakes that he wasn't just like hanging out in front of the, he wasn't just hanging out at that address kind of nonchalantly just goofing off. He was waiting for Gus or somebody to come by because he was... Well, it had to have been, yeah, it had to have been somebody who would recognize him. Um, how would he know to get arrested? So how would that he was know part that of the plan. Holy shit! I just thought of some, what if he's the one who called in the murdered dog thing? He he probably did. That's oh, just yeah. what I was thinking. Damn! He called why in didn't the murdered I think dog of that till just knowing that Gus would come? I quit. I give up. I'm <laughs> I'm going home. You did think of it. Wait, I am home. I'm recording from home tonight. You did think of it. Okay, so maybe that. Yeah, he called that in. Because that would also make sense for that would also make sense. He for called the it in and waited for Gus thing. to show up. Because he probably somehow mm-hmm. you know knew enough that he was mostly uh, a animal control doofus. <sighs> yep, Lauren Melo, exactly. you weaver of webs. So he brought Gus. He brought Gus to himself. <laughs> he has been summoned. He's Just been summoned. <laughs> And can we talk a little bit about like how good this beer is? And I'm just cracking open. Um, actually, we're not ready for that yet. I was just making noise. Uh, anyone want to comment on how crappy <laughs> Gus is at arresting people? Oh, oh it was terrible. I that mean, was come on. <laughs> no Miranda rights. I know. No, yeah, I, know. I, I thought people, that even though he has no like real case to arrest him, which is the funny part. Uh, not enough. I mean, it's just all circumstantial. Uh-huh. Or, or sort of, and yeah, no Miranda rights, and he—we've already learned he can barely catch a dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if if Lon didn't volunteer himself, or Frank didn't volunteer himself, then that would have just—I don't know how that would have turned out. Yeah, he didn't have the—he had to like use a key in the car door. When he was doing yeah. it, he was like holding Lauren with one hand. And he said something like butt first, didn't he say? He's like, he's yeah, like, trying to yes. like, oh, yeah, watch yeah, it. Mind, Ooh, mind your head. Here we go. I'm making hand gestures. They can see me, but people at home listening later won't. Yeah. And then, you know, the other thing, this is like one of my favorite, like total crazy Kaiser Soze moments, though, is after he arrests him. Oh, wait, no, we can't go there yet. They have a little chat in the car on the way over. Um, that is really fantastic. And yeah. um, do you, would you guys agree that this scene in the this scene in the car is very reminiscent of Marge and uh, Gare? Right? Is that Gare from the original movie? Driving in the car at the very very end when he's caught, and she has that awesome line where she goes, "There's more more than life." And look, and now look, and it's a beautiful day. And she's like, "There's more to life than money, don't you know?" It's like that's one of my favorite lines in that whole Mine movie too. is when she says it's a beautiful day it's totally a fucking shitty day i don't know if you've checked out the fargo brewing company website recently but uh 
the wood chipper advertisement right now says there's oh, more to life than nice. money don't you know which is directly so here, we'll from play Fargo. this clip real quick of uh of thank you, thank you. Of lauren and gus clip. after he has his awkward can i get my keys and watch your butt butt first and i was also worried he was gonna lock his mm-hmm. keys in the car but evidently he's not not much of a screw up i but here I they cross are my riding in the too. car you're making a mistake be quiet. You're making a mistake. I said quiet. That's what you're going to say a couple hours from now. You're making a mistake. That man just doesn't give a shit, does he? No. Gus Grimley does a good <laughs> Kevin Costner impression. <laughs> now that I don't see his face, it sounded like Shut up. it sounded a lot like Kevin it Costner. Was. I thought we were watching Waterworld for a second. <laughs> that, that was also, I think, the first Smokers in the Back. Oh, okay. Smokers we're in the wrong Back movie. Yeah. I, I thought that was also like the first oh, like, tiny moment, though, where Gus, granted, he's locked in a car in his backseat behind a cage, but he just sacked up just a little and was like, shut up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, a little. Well, that's why I couldn't, I couldn't liken it to the scene with the original film because it just seemed there that Marge was like really in control, yeah, um, of things. Mm-hmm. While here, it's like the opposite. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering whether we may get a scene later on in the series with perhaps Molly and Lorne, where we'll see something that's a bit more echoing of yeah. that of that scene in the film. I yeah I agree. I think the the scene you you're referring to, Bill, is going to come later between Molly and. Yeah, Lauren. I there's so many things coming. I f- I feel like I can't remember where I read it, but there was a uh, a gentleman who wrote. I think it was at AV Club. He's written before about I can't remember the phrase he used either, but it was like Clockwork Universe. Uh, he he used it to describe Breaking Bad a lot, where. Everything is like like a fine watch. I'm doing hand gestures in case you can't see it at home, America, on your audio thing. Those are gears. Are those and supposed it's just, to be gears? I, I feel like Noah Hawley has, is like letting these people push around in this universe and it's every little tiny gear is finally like lining up and you're realizing that they're all turning each other and they all have a purpose and it's not mm. just like they're... I don't. I feel like there's not going to be any kind of willy nilly loose ends. Uh huh. Yeah. Except for the, the the Jewish mitzvah truck or whatever it is, <laughs> we can't figure out yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we never know. It yeah. might appear in later episodes. What the significance of that is? Um, I mean, I don't know. Maybe Gus is symbolic of I Jesus. Don't know either. I don't I've know. Been... <laughs> <Gus>. <laughs> the whole Jewish reference with he's, Gus, like there's this constant, the new, as you were saying, he's the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Maybe. <laughs> mm-hmm. My uh, my favorite my favorite part after the arrest though was when he comes in and just totally pulls like an incredibly smooth. The one dude's reading the paper about the storm coming, takes off his glasses, sets them down, walks around the counter, and by the time Lauren turns around, he's taken that guy's glasses and put them on. And I was like, smooth. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> my my second thought was, man, that would make my eyes all messed up. Like in the in the normal way, like because I'm not superhuman, yeah. Lauren yeah. Malvo, I would slowly get like one lazy eye from it. Mm-hmm. Well, that would help with his story about his bad vision. 
yeah, that could have been that part of that whole story, probably. Because his eyes were getting so messed up that now he had an excuse just in case. It's the glaucoma. Just in the one eye. So now he can like smoke grass, too, if uh, he wants to, because of the glaucoma. So just in case, just he feels the urge marijuana this, as uh, a minister in, in, oh. in Minnesota on a very limited basis that doesn't actually include smoking. Anyway. <laughs> Rat hole is what we call that. So Molly's looking at Asian bikini girls with fish, too. Yeah. I, that was weird. I think <laughs> it's what a real was thing. that? But it's just one more essence of the fish. And I was like, who was messing with her on her computer? Mm-hmm. Was that yes, her computer, I, uh, though? Yeah, because well, it had, like, an email to her or something. Oh, yeah, that's Did right. anybody geek out like me and pause on that frame? Her email subject oh, lines? Oh, which one? Oh, what? Coffee machine yeah, cleaning, no. summer of glove, something for cheese soup, and a yeah. and there was a few like smattering of uh like real things, but it was the it's the off ones that make me kind of you know, and then another one about the coffee machine. I just want to know what the mm-hmm. summer of glove is. Maybe I didn't have time to look that up. Mm. Everything he's got thing. a raisin. It feels so that way, doesn't it? Like nothing's nothing yeah, yeah. is just by happenstance. And uh, anyone else? Mm-hmm. Sharpie, just for you. What was the dead dog foul play called? The dead dog foul play? The 613? Isn't that your number from last week? Yep. Uh, yeah, so we've got 613 oh. coming back. So yeah. carries through to another episode. And um, I'm not going to get off on any accents, whether they sound crazy or not crazy in terms of realness, but this... Bemidji Duluth thing is kind of killing me as a local because <laughs> you don't just drive over to D- Duluth. No. The first thing I did, I'm not kidding, I woke up and was like, "Okay, this is really just chapping my ass." I did like the total like maps thing and checked it, and like, and this is like best case scenario. It's three hours from Bemidji to Duluth, so if you're like, "Oh, you got the bad guy," yeah, let me totally. just stop on over. Yeah, that's. Three hours, not including traffic. And it's going to be longer at night yes. in the winter. What if there's deer? Um, yeah. I was re-watching it today, and uh, my girlfriend, Claire, who's from Minnesota, she was watching it with me, and that's exa- that's the first thing she said. She's like, uh, she's just going to drive to Duluth? They're just going to drive to Duluth? That's like multiple hours. That's going to take yeah. all night it's not long. A, it's not a simple thing. I just... I, yeah, I mean it's fine. I mean, we'll we can give them that. Um, but I mean, you know, what do you do? Yeah, they're two cities. It's not like they went from. Duluth it's not just to a hop, skip, and a jump. Yeah, it's a hike. So, so Molly gets like totally owned by Bill Oswalt when she goes in and gives him the old, uh, "Hey, be right back. I'm gonna run to Duluth for a three hour drive and whatever else." And he just um, <laughs> he he puts the kibosh on that in a hurry. Like, he's pretty daft. He's mm-hmm. just, like, I don't know, the guy's... Well, he was also very quick to um, replace, what's his name, Vern. You know, he was very quick to replace Vern and sort of be the head honcho. And I think this is just his sort of male, like, you know, alpha male personality coming out. Like, I'm the king of the hill here. I'm the top dog. And he's just trying to, like, represent that in every yeah, way he, possible. Yeah, he's that thing. He, he's almost... He's kind of heartless with the exception of the tiny Lester comments where he basically admits, I watched somebody beat you up, which is 
He's, you know, his heart beats like yeah. just a sliver of a thing in his life. It's like just like a baby pulse. But I mean, he just like takes off, doesn't even care. Cause I, I was like, come on, Molly, fight for this. You know, this is actually your, he's like, that's my case, the Lester Nygaard thing. And I was like, hey, why didn't you just bring up the whole, I track this guy to the other city and have a screenshot of him dragging Frozen guy out by the necktie. But she just like, right. Oh. I think she figured she was already like on thin ice with him. Like mm-hmm. he's been taking her yeah. off cases he's made and them everything. Very abundantly clear that he doesn't uh, particularly appreciate her sleuthiness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's also a very midwestern thing to just keep to yourself and be very modest, even when you're in the right. You just kind of keep your mouth shut and and go about your way. Yeah, and especially when you're in front of a group of other people, but um. So we've got uh what was it St- Stormwatch 2006 Can I just go on record right now that this storm mm-hmm. is going to play a role <laughs> Oh yeah I mean just so the around storm here, when weather gets bad it turns into a news story It's like a big thing it's like the CNN mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know Bridgegate or <laughs> something of anything that people can harp on here <laughs> They will, but it it is a big deal around here, and everybody's got an opinion on it. And it, yeah, it it takes over the news cycle for like a couple of days, depending on what type of weather it is. And I just, I just mm-hmm. making my case for it's on the front page of the Duluth Duluth newspaper. Uh, Bill's having a little mini conference about it in his office with like four sheets of paper taped up to a whiteboard, which is also a giant <laughs> indicator of how shitty he is at his job. Because they don't have computers in 2006, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's gonna happen. Something's gonna go on with that. Isn't that one of the plagues? Ooh, I like. It's not one of the plagues, mm-hmm. but it is. No, I'm saying there's no Ooh. snowstorm in Egypt. <laughs> oh, that, but isn't there yes, like a storm or of- something? So here they are. It's water into blood, frogs, lice, wild animals, deceased livestock, boils. Hmm? Hey, Lester's hand. Uh, Storms of fire, locusts, darkness, and death of firstborn. Yeah, I was thinking about the death of the firstborn before. Like, about Dimitri. I was thinking about that too, but it seems like the plagues are only... Is it me or the plagues only more part of the Stavros Milos storyline? Or not? Yeah, that's what I meant. It would, like, Dimitri. Mm. Yeah, or at least like I don't know. I was thinking, well, like if Lauren's going to continue your, this, yes, that could be your prediction on who did next. Admit, I'm going to be, and I like <laughs> dogs a lot, but I might be yeah. a little more bummed out if Dimitri's dead than I was about the dog. The guys, just so <laughs> nice, but, yeah. Well, I'm going to take this opportunity real quick just just uh, mm-hmm. to run through. Um, oh God, I didn't even have the damn thing open, so I'm going to have to cut this out. Sorry, my bad. Sharpie, I'm I'm. Keep it raw. I don't have to cut it out. Keep it raw. Is that what we're doing now? Like Eddie Murphy raw? Yeah, we're... Yeah, that's it. <laughs> sponsors that help this show happen. Uh, big, big thanks to our sponsors that we have. Yep. And that help pay FX yes. Fargo the big bucks. Fargo Brewing Company's Wood Chipper India Pale Ale. It's two pounds per barrel of dry hops. Super balanced. It is awesome. It's delicious. I put a bunch of it in my stomach. I don't even know what to say. I can't even read the script anymore because <laughs> I can't screw the script. It's 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 screw it's the just script. So it doesn't delicious. sound natural. And 
they they have this thing so dialed in yeah. at their brewery that if you I'm are s- anywhere in North Dakota and a bunch of places in Minnesota, all the way out to St. Cloud, you know, yeah, and you can get wood chipper. And if they don't have it, you need to go out and say, hey, what the F is wrong with you? Why don't you have Fargo Brewing Company's wood chipper India Pale Ale? Give me the wood chipper. Or any of their beers for that matter. But yep. if you're local to Fargo, right. you got to remember most days their tap room is open and they do offer a dollar off pints on the night's Fargo airs. Mm-hmm. And yeah, tell them, them Fargo you. Talks Fargo sent you. Um, we will hopefully next week have a little mm-hmm. special for the Fargo Talks Fargo listeners. Uh, if you are in the Fargo area, you should get to the brewery right now because they're just releasing a variation on Wood Chipper, the 1.21 gigahertz, which is five pounds per barrel of dry hops. It's basically the Wood Chipper recipe, I believe. Um, but with over twice the amount of hops, it's uh, similar to Hop Slam, if you're familiar with that. It uh, usually comes out in the winter uh, by Bells. Um, it's similar to um, like Green Flash's uh, yep. Palette Wrecker. If you're, if you're into hoppy beers, check out 1.21 Giga Hops in the Fargo Brewery right now on tap and uh, in the Fargo area. Yes. So go visit them either in person or if they don't carry them at your local liquor store, ask for it. Until then, if you can't get to them, go to fargobrewing.com and check it out. You've been served if you're a yep. bitch. Right? Boom. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There, we did it. We did it. Please drink responsibly. <sighs> we're covered. All legal responsibilities have been taken care of. So, Molly has bikini fish. They take three-hour drives that should take way longer than that. <laughs> what what else am I missing here? Where do we go from this? Um, there's kind of a strange. Lester and Chaz go to his house. I can't remember why. I can't remember what they were yeah. going there for. Yeah, that was awkward. <laughs> do you guys remember? Anyone remember? No, I I can't remember. I remember like Chaz. Oh, was going to wait in the car while Lester did something, and then his wife said to go in. Yeah, did they even explain what they were doing? They did, but it must have been like in passing, because I can't remember. Do you think they just needed him to be home so he could get the phone call from the the Fargo Crime Syndicate gentleman? Probably. Yeah. Maybe he was getting more stuff. Yeah. Maybe we want to check on his hammer. <laughs> I think we've ascertained that the phone call is the only thing that matters and the rest of it, it's just whatever. That was probably the only thing about this episode that you can kind of go, <laughs> All right. There was the sign on the wall that said, live the life that you've imagined. Yeah. So maybe Lester's uh, going to start doing that, which kind of bodes to his shocking of uh, Mr. Numbers or Mr. Wrench. I always get him confused. Numbers. Numbers is Numbers is Adam Goldberg, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure Numbers is Goldberg. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. Because Wrench mm-hmm. is like the brawn type. Yeah. That's a good way to remember. Thank you. He's a man who knows how to use his hands. <laughs> Bill's favorite. <laughs> oh, no, I was talking about his ASL. Can you read this? <laughs> I'm flicking Sharpie. It's universal my, universal language. Sharpie's number one. <laughs> I think that's an interesting uh, argument they have in Lou's Diner. Uh-huh. 
I think yeah. it's I love that kind of scene too, where it's like it's amazing how powerful something can kind of feel without any actual mm. um spoken dialogue. Like just just even that one just little boom, like he pounds the table and you're just like, yeah, it's like Fuck you, man. Surround. Listen, listen. Sign language amazes me because it's like it it has to be like that almost because you have to have that for your adjectives. You know what I mean? Yes. Because I'm sure that ASL is somewhat limited in adjectives, uh, even though I know nothing about it and I'm not speaking, not trying to be like an expert here, but the the adjectives come from the expressions in the body language. Yes, I think so. And we got subtitles. Yeah. Yes. Sharpie and I... Or maybe yeah, we chatted about it last night briefly. I don't know if we chatted about it on the hot dish. Like I said, it was late. But we asked, we were asking ourselves, like, yeah, are they supposed to be? Do I want to like double check that now? Now I feel like I can't trust it, even though they're giving us the words. Right. I was like, is that what they really said? Mm-hmm. I don't know anymore. I'm 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 kind of lost. But I think it really was yeah, what I they tr- said. Yeah, I, I trust it. They're playing the they're they're like they're not like Felix Unger odd couple, but they're they obviously have their differences. Mm-hmm. Because huh. they've been together for a while in some sort of situation as coworkers or guys who are just living in a ice house. <laughs> so basically, the argument is, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, Mister Wrench has a fair point though when he's talking about. Well, I'm sure you're about to say it, maybe, but um, right, he has a fair point about you know wanting to get a confession out of Lester before dumping him in the in the lake. I mean, yeah, yeah it's it, he, it's the. <laughs> He says, "Got You got to be sure, or something, or you got to have say him say it. it. You got to, yeah. He's got to yeah. say it. Mm-hmm. It's almost as if he's the um, <coughs> that he's he's the small bit of their moral code, mm-hmm. right? Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that he needs he needs that stuff to happen before he's willing to return somebody to their earth. Whereas numbers is a numbers guy. He just wants to get the job done and move on to the next job. Yeah." He's like the he's like the deal closer. Yeah, but I guess though, to a certain extent too. I mean, they need they need to get that confession, or else otherwise, if they don't, and then they stuff up again, then they they're stuck there. They haven't done the job. They have to remain yeah. until they get the right guy. So, yeah, they'll have created they'll have created a mess and have to come back to yeah. the same situation, or send somebody else, and that obviously won't make whoever yeah. their boss is happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has anyone wondered about what? is going on with with Lorne and his boss or you know the realty company mm-hmm. that they like I know he's doing this side project thing where is he supposed to be like so he got sent there as Reverend Peterson yeah. right mm-hmm. and we think the job is that he's supposed to be there to help Stavros Milos figure, figure out. out who's doing it but he's doing the side job but I keep waiting for somebody to he's obviously had to make a call that says you know I need a package for Frank package requested or whatever it was he said. Mm. And I'm like, what's the, what's the realty company saying? Cause they were obviously itchy about him getting from his first job to mm. Duluth it, because of his little like veering off into Bemidji to murder a bunch of people just. <laughs> and I'm, I'm that's my l- little sticking point for me is like, if they were like, so champing at the bit for that, like how come they're not, He's not. I haven't heard from them for a while. I guess I, I want to hear from the realty company again. Yeah. Mm. I'm I'm lost on that. Huh. One of my only little tiny things I'm lost on. Yeah. Like, not that I know everything. I mean, just like, <laughs> what's up? Well, maybe they uh-huh. give him a bit of latitude, I suppose. 
Um, mm. I mean, if they're a com- <laughs> <laughs> to put a plague yeah. <laughs> on the on maybe the not that kind of king. Maybe that not that kind of latitude, but he's stalling. He's obviously stalling them in some way. Yeah. That yeah, that for sure. Is, they're okay that they're letting him have the time mm-hmm. to pull all this stuff on on Stavros. So, do you think yeah. there's just a bunch of hitmen in the reality shop going, "Oh man, that's Lauren being Lauren again"? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me like, at all. Yeah, man, that guy has got a god complex like nobody else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Be like, there's one other all. guy in the corner who's like he makes me call him Moses <laughs> <laughs> there's a show a, yeah. like a, 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 a mashup I'm... of Lauren Melvo and The Office yeah. as the realty company <laughs> they're all just a bunch of hitmen in cubicles and hanging out <laughs> sharpening knives <laughs> working backstories I'm Shakopee it... I'm I'm curious to to know whether Lorne's name is actually his real name as well because we know that he signed it in in the in the hotel ledger. Right, and that was odd too. Yeah, and I'm wondering as well whether that Lorne is actually not a real name, his real name either. Yeah. That's what I was thinking is was like is that him just being his, you know, very open self and just like completely broadcasting that he's this this criminal and he can just walk about the earth and nobody can touch him? Or is that just another character of his? And I mean, you could think that someone could potentially get away with that if they've got transferable identities. They just, you know, um, muck around and do whatever they want to do with that one identity and then shed it and then become right. someone else. It's quite easy to pull that kind of stuff. That seems to be his MO. Yeah. Yeah. So we oh, move on. Oh, I, I have to bring up something that uh, our local, one of the guys that works for our local paper, his oh, name is yeah. John Lamb. John Lamb has been on the show, and he, I know he, they, they live tweet the show, and I obviously wait until after I finally see it to read through their tweets. And it's so funny how some of the things he's thinking are things I'm thinking as well. But he pointed out, he's like, there's, there's a lot of serious business that happens in the Duluth Police Department bathroom. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, uh well I mean at least at least the chief in Duluth has the decency to shit with the door shut. But I mean like the whole conversation of he's got he's got some sort of thing for Molly Solverson he's like lock that shit down Grimly. Yeah. <laughs> At first I thought he was talking about locking it down in terms of like dating her. Like cuz that that's like something you would say if you, if he's just like you yeah, know yeah. trying yeah, to pursue a woman he's like lock yeah. that shit down grimly like that's what you yeah, would say to a guy in a, in a men's bathroom <laughs> i can't say that like if i'm in a men's bathroom and i'm just about out the door and a conversation like starts up while two guys are at the urinal i don't just like i try to get out of there i don't want to like <laughs> yeah. i don't come back in and like nestle right in between them and, be, and start having a conversation you don't wash your hands at the sink maybe turn around get closer <laughs> yeah i don't do that <laughs> you're like what was that I, i'm sorry i didn't hear you let me step in it's usually just a yeah and then like a trailing yeah as i walk out you're the like, door yeah, even gonna... if it was just like a, a non yes or no question i'm 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 getting out of there yeah bathroom yeah. <laughs> there that's not that's not a typical bathroom policy for the midwest yeah well that that's why it was really odd last week as well when we had Gus originally go into the the bathroom to talk to um yes 
to talk to his boss because I thought, what the hell? Like, <laughs> he's in, she's like, she's mouthing it. And I'm like, yeah. okay, so cool, he won't go in. And then he does anyway, and I'm thinking. Yeah, she's mouthing it as if. Is he dumb or is this just normal? <laughs> as if this is something you don't speak of, but then you go in and you start to start the conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why it's I the, thought that it's was the, It's the difference between people around here who are like just very overtly polite, where they just won't say certain things. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, the bit about her mouthing the bathroom I didn't have a problem with, but it was his oh. reaction to it. That's what I found weird because it was like, why Why can't you wait a few minutes for him to come out? Like, it's not like what you've got, can't wait a few minutes for the guy to take a dump and then come out. You know, that was just weird. But then this week, it kind of set that in a context where you're like, okay, clearly these conversations in, in bathrooms are normal. Like, they seem to not care. Yeah, it's a, it's a world I'm not quite familiar with, with no. the exception of being out late at the bar, maybe. <laughs> Nightclub bathrooms, <laughs> Yeah, like those are the bathroom conversations where you have your head on the wall in front of the urinal. <laughs> they but should just make like tear off little paper, you know, just like the toilet covers. Just like tear, tear off little forehead <laughs> forehead mats. <laughs> so you go and you just like oh. lean your head up against the wall. And then when you leave, you just like pull your little post-it off and throw it away. Oh, God. <laughs> We have we've completely derailed. <laughs> I'm gonna invent that. <laughs> Mia's like, "What the hell did I just step into?" <laughs> I didn't know this was gonna be the bathroom episode. <laughs> okay, so we already covered. See if it's a running we, gag, anyway. Yeah, we already we already covered the, the like in, in trying to go in some sort of chronological order. We already covered uh, Lauren calling Don at the pet store, but uh, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to point out a distance thing. I don't know if you know where Baudette is. Baudette is like way three hours. Baudette's basically in Canada. It is pretty much Canada. It's like it's way up there, and it's about two or three hours from Bemidji. So if you do the and it's kind of like if you go straight down from Baudette, you'll get to Bemidji. If you go almost straight east, you'll be in Duluth, but it's actually a little south, right on Lake of the Woods. Duluth, Duluth, and Baudette are a long ways apart, and I'm a little I'm a little disappointed in the um, background checking they obviously do <laughs> with this pastor from Baudette. You know, uh, you could always take a picture of him and send it over the internet to somebody and be like, "Is this your pastor?" And they'd be like, "No, who's the guy with the bad haircut?" I guess he had something in place for that. I don't know what that would have been. What he did, or if it's like people at his work. Like if they had something set up to like always be able right. to check for that. Because they set up his identity, maybe they forwarded a number to the reality <laughs> shop or something. Yeah. They're, they're forwarding every phone number because he says, call anyone you want and buy that. <laughs> so yeah. evidently this, this realty company is, they, they don't own flip phones. They're clearly users of Palm Pilot, Palm phones yeah. or <laughs> something of the like because they've seemed to have a larger grasp on uh, the hacking community of getting this kind of stuff done. But uh that scene where they leave the room to kind of check his background sources and Lauren looks through the two-way glass or the one-way glass and he just mm-hmm. knows mm-hmm. Gus is on the side. That shit-eating shit grin, grin. Yeah. is worth a million dollars. He just worth, knows what's going worth on. It's worth $920,000 found by Stavros, Milos, Milos Stavros. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that was a pretty great scene. So in... 
interesting little side note, uh, the Baudette High School, Lake of the Woods High School, the mascot yeah, is actually this. the Bears. Um, so the Go Bears is a reference to Baudette, which is also in turn a reference to the movie Fargo. Um, I don't know if anybody is... You want me remembers, to play the clip for you? Uh, it, would be, it would be pretty cool. The, the two hookers that they interview in the movie Fargo aren't from Baudette, but they are from, uh, I think, White Bear Lake. White Bear, uh, here, here. You want to hear it? It's yeah, seven seconds it. long. Go. So where are you girls from? Chaska. Lesueur. But I went to high school in White Bear Lake. Go Bears. <laughs> there it is. Mm-hmm. Nice little uh, loop-de-loop back. Yeah. Go Bears. So the little Go Bears is a, also a Fargo movie reference. Yeah. The little fella. Which actually works out nice that the Bears are the actual Baudet, you know, Lake of the Woods High School mascot. Yes. But I'm sure there's a lot of Bears mascots in, in Minnesota. Probably a ton of them. There's only so many things you can have be a mascot around here. <laughs> bears, Vikings, and bears. And Pretty walleye. <laughs> walleye. <laughs> Nobody wants to be a walleye. Nobody's the walleye. I'm I'm losing track of what Oh, 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 the um the motel people come in to talk with Molly. Yes. I, it, this is also to me though that that's the closest she's getting to sticking it to Bill Oswald. Is yeah. That, well, he's he's gone. She's going for it. She's investigating still, anyway. Yeah, she's still mm-hmm. chasing the tail. Not chasing her tail, but she's <laughs> she's following that trail mm-hmm. of getting somebody to come in and and uh, I like the really subtle part about the. She knew she had the guy's signature. She knew she had Lauren's signature and that he paid cash and, and anything left behind. And she kind of had this look on her face like, no. And it was like this really subtle thing where he admitted he got he took the tokens for the lucky penny and didn't tell her because he went and used them probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah. like, well, he had these probably. tokens from the lucky penny. And tell she kinda me glances, about that. <laughs> she, she glances to her left like, you little shit. <laughs> oh. That's I love great his reaction because- to that bit. You love what? Oh, I loved um, the kid's reaction to when um, she she showed the picture and then, you know, the sour look on his face. That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> he was not a very nice guy. <laughs> yeah. He got himself in a little trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I love that too because uh, I, I don't know if this still goes on, but a lot of those small town strip clubs, they do have their own currency. So if you, if you like go to an ATM and you, you mean get other like, than trading and just shame, <laughs> <laughs> not that I've ever done this, but if you go to like an ATM in a small town strip club, oftentimes, or this is how it used to be, you'd get like a hundred <laughs> bucks in stripper bucks and, or like coins. So you were completely like screwed if you I don't wanted know if to you know this sharpie but saying i've never done this and then describing something in detail <laughs> yeah. usually means that you've done it you've, you've because, heard it in theory from stories because man. i have i, I have been to plenty of i'll say i've been to plenty of small town crappy joints like that and i have yet to ever see anything like that so yeah. I don't how know have you not go. i don't know but if they're small time, how do they afford tokens? Like, I don't get how they can make their own tokens if they're small time. <laughs> it's like going to they Chuck recirculate, <laughs> which is even grosser. I don't even want to. Okay, we got to uh, change this up. I don't even want to know what you do with the tokens. <laughs> oh, good old American dollars. Next like topic. Baby oil and shame. Next topic. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, so, so Lauren, Lauren gets there. He he's getting let go, and he finally 
he has that there's that scene where he's like in the foreground and Gus is in the background and he and Gus of course says you're making a mistake yeah and, and Lauren is just like yep ding 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 or I'm sorry not ding 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 I don't have mm. the sleigh bells it, it could have gone yeah. right there whatever he's I just, trying to say that's, it's too good <laughs> too good to be true yeah and then right after that when Gus uh ends up confronting Lorne um, as Lorne's walking out. And I love this shot because it was it was like they've created a stained glass image because the, the camera is shooting through sort of some marbly glass as they're both confronting each other. And then there's a, a window actually behind them. So in, the, in between yeah, them, there's like a bright a light. Window. Yeah. And then there's the two guys and they're kind of like, they look like they're made in, in stained glass. And I thought that was a pretty cool sort of like very subtle religious uh, reference. And then Lauren goes into his, his little tiny little speech. I, I thought that was, was also another little out. nice touch though. I mean, I don't know what you guys think where he, it's this only the second time he has outside of the shut up, just shut up. It's the second time where he's he's getting so frustrated that he's just like, what did he say? how did what did he say? She's like, how do you how do you do it? Or does he say how yeah. do you lie? How do you lie? How do you, how do you, you lie know, like you, that? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's what it was. Thank you. What did you guys think of that scene, Mia? Um, I thought it was cool. And then like the, the he said when you have he just went on about the um shades of green after mm-hmm. that and he mm-hmm. said when you have the answer to my question you'll have the answer to you your question so yeah. like it, it was um why do you lie like that and he said because of predators basically which is also um i thought that was an interesting question from gus because a lot of times people in the in the midwest are like just they don't even understand the concept of lying. They're just like so honest, almost to the point of putting their foot in their mouth way too often. Um, and I know that you, feeling. <laughs> and just not knowing when to stop uh, just because it, it's just like they're just laying it out on, all out on the table at all times, um, just in a completely innocent way. But sometimes that it, it comes off oddly for, I know, and I've witnessed this a bunch of times where, We'll, you'll be on like the East Coast or something, and and somebody from the Midwest will kind of like put their foot in their mouth, and the, you just don't realize like no, you don't say those kinds of things because people usually keep that more reserved. Um, but it goes both ways too in 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 terms of like the modesty, like keeping your mouth shut. So it's like it's kind of a double edged sword. Um, I wonder as well. Yeah, I'm wondering as well too with that. Like whether the lying for him as well helps him to gauge, like we talked, you talked about the predators, Mia, about gauging mm-hmm. where the right, predators right. are by their mm-hmm. reactions to his lies. Um, so that way, like he can tell when someone's sniffing him out and is sussed by him, um, versus people who are like totally oblivious, like his own, like uh, Gus's bosses, who just clearly don't have a clue. Um, and or, by um- Milos too. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone? Uh, can we can we play that scene real quick? Yeah, let's do it. Me? All right. How can you do that? What's that, son? Just 
Just lie like that. I sure hope you catch that fella killed all those people. I'll be praying on it. Lorne Malvo. And he shifts on a dime here. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Did you know the human eye can see more shades of green than any other color? What? I said, did you know that the human eye can see more shades of green than any other color? My question for you is why? Uh, Just hold on. When you figure out the answer to my question, then you'll have the answer to yours. And like Kaiser Soze, he goes outside, mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of yeah. does a a shift of his body, puts the glasses in his pocket, mm. walks out of a green hallway, by the way, uh-huh. and gets into a green car. It's funny how he kept his accent for the second part. He like... Uh, yeah, totally. He didn't switch into Lorne Malvo, who obviously Gus knew he was. He just maintained the whole minister character. I think it's his victory dance. It's his end touchdown end zone. Sorry, wrong football reference for Carmela. Um, that's okay. That's his. That's. I think that was his thing. I think he wanted to just like I'm gonna just I'm gonna grind this under my foot for a minute. You know, it's you or under my thumb, and you're gonna deal with this. I think he would have done it and gone out the door had Gus not brought up his real name mm-hmm. or or his I don't know whatever name. Well, I think it was funny that Gus actually at that real maximum point of frustration just went and flung out the name as if he was like trying to trying one last um kind of attempt yeah. at yeah. at trying to gain some power and then Lorne yeah. just flipped it on him anyway. <laughs> He's like, yeah. I'm and in charge he, here. I'm, in, he says, I'm the one in control. It's like yeah, I know who you are, so what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's nice. I think it's great that you think you have the conch. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm going to do a quick break here just to, to get the last sponsor in here. And uh, then I, I do want to talk because I think this is a, a primo a primo spot for us to just at least have like a little bit of dialogue about um, eating the blame. Eating the blame. Um, eating the blame here. But um, the, the other sponsor that helps us get this thing done here is Tag. And a Tag is a local um, company that makes T-shirts and all sorts of other stuff that is fantastic. They're, they're made here. They're printed here. They have a lot of local humor in them, but they... They have stuff that applies elsewhere, but they they have brand new colors in for spring for a bunch of their like really popular shirts, and it's you know it supports the Fargo community with true Fargo swag. So you can get your t-shirts, art, and more merch available if you go to tagfargo.com and just go there and check out their website. They have tons of shirts, different colors, kid sizes. I think there's even some onesies that say "My Dad Feeds Your Dad," and go check those out. And they are awesome. And so through this show, you get. 15% 15% off your order right now through the show. So when you go there and you check out, put in the promo code Fargo. Uh, they do not do international shipping beyond Fargo in Canada. So uh, Carmela is SOL on that. But go to TAG. We couldn't do this show without their help. They are so awesome for helping support us and us getting what we need to do done to support this podcast and what we do. So can't thank them enough. You can also find any of the links to our show sponsors by going to our website, FargoTalksFargo.com. 
and seeing anything in any of our posts. So, eating the blame. Has everyone here researched any of that at all? I've, we... uh, yeah, I've done it for the blog. Like, I keep having to look up all the parables and stuff as they come yeah. up, as we find out the new titles. So, yeah. So, you will you take correct lead me? on this one? Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> <You'll>... <laughs> um, or do you want me to do it and you correct me if I'm wrong? Yeah, I might need to do that. Okay. I haven't I'm, I'll okay. abridge it because if we let Sharpie explain it, it'll be like 30 minutes long. Yeah. Yes, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, here's the quickest way I can say that. There's. Yeah. There is uh, a, a, mon- a Buddhist monastery, of, uh, and they have a chef, and he's supposed to be cooking something for them. And in his haste to prepare the meal, he goes out to the garden and is just grabbing and snipping off the tops of vegetables. And he throws them into the soup, and he makes the soup, and he gets out there, and he is serving them. And in, in his haste, he has grabbed a snake yeah. and has cut it up with uh, the other tops of the vegetables and other things and put it in the soup. And, oh, lo and behold, the the head master guy is like whoa there is what is this in my soup and it's the snake head and before he can respond to it the chef runs over and eats the snake head yeah right yeah, and there's does, something in there uh doesn't he makes say no comment about yeah it. like he, he never says my bad it's just yeah that's it he just eats it and then what do you say to that you know like he just snaps it up eats it and the, problem solved. Yeah, problem solved. Oh, and he like, thanks him. He how grabs do you even and respond says, to he it? Says, he says, thank you, Master. I'm sorry, I left that out. Where he's, mm. he like thanks him for sharing his food with him. It's such a brilliant reaction because the Master is like, I don't know where to go from here. That's what I love about it. He was expecting somebody to be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I don't know what I did. So Yeah, he ate the blame and now it's gone. So here's my quick thought on that. And I would love to hear if you guys yeah. think I'm uh, up up my own butt about it. I couldn't. I really couldn't find like the direct thing, and I I didn't read anything that was directly compared to this. But I think a little bit of eating the blame, this like harshness uh, or, or this hastily put together thing, is Gus Grimley completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think in his haste to haul Lauren in and arrest him in the middle of all this, he's had to, you know, sort of eat the snake's head. He's had to, you know, or eat his humble pie kind of thing. Because of not following through well enough and not gathering enough of his own little, like, actual things of evidence to, like, he, he's just been outsmarted by the snake he's eating, Lauren. I'm not saying Lauren's a snake. I already did the deer thing. I'm not going there. <laughs> I just mean that I feel like Gus is the character who this is most applicable to. Do you, uh, any of you guys agree mm-hmm. or disagree or have a better yeah. idea than that? Because I feel like mine's not that great. Yeah. I wonder, too, though, whether the eating the blame um, parables about, um, you know, not as you said, not fussing over um, a mistake, um, focusing more on trying to solve solve it and sort it out with minimal fuss, so that it actually gets addressed, rather than sitting there going, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry," and blathering about. Mm-hmm. Um, See, so yeah, I'm just trying to think of what that's in relation to in terms of a character. Um, I wonder though whether, it, in terms of that, is it about like the idea of moving on from whatever mistakes you've made. And I guess you could Maybe. talk about that in terms of, you know, Lester. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. Cause we haven't spoken much about him, even though it seems like there's been quite a shift with his character yeah. in terms mm-hmm. of how he deals with stuff um, rather than, 
you know, fretting and panicking. And, and um, there was that initial point where, you know, in the boot, in the, in the boot sorry, Australianism there. Yeah, it's, um, a, it's, a, it's a Buddhist trunk. koan, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> trunk, trunk of the car, in, in, in the trunk, <laughs> he's calling. <laughs> oh, I'm learning, I'm learning. Um, in the trunk, he's calling, obviously, his brother, thinking that, oh, my God, I need to call someone and get help. But then he realizes that he's got his he's own a- solution. Uh-huh. And then reneges on that, and then proceeds from that point onwards to mm. to yeah. make use of his own solutions rather than fuss around trying to go. I'm sorry, or I'm I'm you know blathering about trying to find someone else to help him out. He's like, you know, he's been forced to improvise more in terms of just coming up with his own solutions. Yeah, I think the same applies to him punching the cop too. To yeah. try to get out of there. I loved, I loved that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that so little, just like it was just such a little like. I thought he like, like poked him boom. in the eyes. Like <laughs> it, it did kind of feel like it did feel a little Three Stooges <laughs> about it. Yeah. Didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Three Stooges the whole time. Like even with the hammer scene right at the beginning <laughs> as well. It's like boom. yeah. <laughs> you just feel. Oh like my god! Head. You guys are totally. You guys are totally onto something Whoops, here. I it my is wife. like <laughs> Lester. Lester is that because you know what? There's nothing that masculine about him. Sorry, I know you're both really big fans of his. Oh, no, I'm just talking about, the char- I'm talking about the character he's <laughs> portraying, not the lovely, yeah, yeah. lovely British man I know he is. <laughs> but, yeah, you're right. The hammer is just kind of a, like a... Yeah, he said that in an interview, too. He said that he, like, intentionally didn't want it to be a cool moment. It was, like, very small. Yeah, even the afterwards, the, oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. <laughs> 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 So yeah, I, I guess I want to watch that now again, and I want to like play Benny Hill music. I want to just like make a clip with just that in it. Oh, it's so right, and it's the Three Stooges. I'm never gonna yeah. see that the same again now. <laughs> in a good way. In a good way. That's an excellent. Well, I think theory. that's. I think that's what it's. Yeah. Um. I'm just. Yeah. That's me thinking off the top of my head. Um. <laughs> I like oh, you I don't, don't pull it out of your ass the way we do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. But yeah, um, it's it just seemed like, you know, because I noticed with the parables, it's not necessarily like what you directly, you know, what you directly see with the, par- uh, with the parables and what they mean. Like you kind of have to tease it out a bit in terms of like more of a general, a general meaning in order to kind of, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, as a theme throughout the episode, and I guess, yeah, you've got a whole bunch of people, as you said, trying to trying to get arrested, but also trying to eat their own blame, if you could call it that. <laughs> you, you, yeah, you definitely could. What, else, what are we missing here before we slowly wrap up? Well, let's go into that. Not slowly wrap up. We should probably quickly wrap <laughs> let's up. Let's go into... Every week these get longer yeah. and longer. We should do them as 2 Let's parters. just go into Lester hitting the cop in the face because that kind of ties into sort of a, a secondary theme. Not even a secondary, maybe even a tertiary theme of the show where it seems like people were trying to get arrested throughout the entire show. So you have Lorne uh, at the beginning... Um, Leading Gus to himself. Um, Lester punches a cop in the face to get arrested. Lester, who was just kidnapped by Mr. Wrench and Mr. Numbers. Now, let's go Let's go into that little scene. So, um, for those who have hopefully seen the show by now, uh, 
So Lester's now in the clink. To you know, he purposely put himself in there to escape his captors. But then what do his captors do? They get they, into a bar fight a bar fight, which I don't think was an accident at all. They purposely I don't either. I think they purposely staged a bar fight to go into jail because they knew that that's where their catch was. Uh-huh. Yes, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's, oh, that's yeah. totally it. Because they saw him. They saw him with the policeman. Yeah. They saw him in the back of the car. And yeah, that was my that's... one thing I will say. I don't, I don't think, a, I think a cop would give somebody a ride from out in the middle of nowhere. I know. <laughs> I know. It, he's so like, cool. he's like about to cry in there. He's like, I'm not a taxi. <laughs> Oh, it's a bit like the beginning of the episode, isn't it? Where they got, you know, where's young Stavros? Yeah, you know? Oh, bit. yeah. Where it's like, oh, oh my God. Ooh, my... Yeah. I like that. I like well, that. I definitely whole, like that. The whole thing is like a clockwork universe. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing, too. And I know Sharpie pointed out in the hot dish last night that even the scene leading, preceding all that, it was, it was, it was almost like Lester was falling prey to like all the other people's things. He was dragged by the collar the same way yeah. the frozen panties guy was. He was almost shoved into an ice hole. Nobody hit him with a hammer or shot him, but they, they did punch him. What was the other one, Sharpie, in that mix? It was like he was dragged, running almost shoved in an ice hole. Well, but yeah, even yeah, before... Running through right the woods. Right, yep. running through the woods. Even, mm-hmm. even before that, though, he was taking a call from the Duluth police saying they're doing forensic on his car, and he's like, oh, oh my yeah. God, yeah. I'm so Uh-oh. screwed. <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was almost like yeah because he got distracted by that it was a bit like yeah. watching like a fish kind of be distracted and then a shark just take it when the guys grabbed him in the boot uh grabbed him and put him in the trunk uh-huh. it was yeah. like because of that distraction it led to him not being aware of those two guys oh. and then snap and we've all learned don't borrow a phone from Chaz. Once again, I'll repeat it twice. <laughs> that scene was a classic, but yeah. Where were your hands don't before ever you touch used the phone? Computer. I know that was oh yeah, loudspeaker. <laughs> you know, I had a <laughs> I had a slight amount of trouble with the ice auger though. Uh, they're driving a two door Buick Regal, correct? Right. And Lester's in the trunk, so they've the logistics of getting that really long big thing like into the back seat of that car. I'm hoping that they. The, I'm just gonna go ahead and pretend that they left it by the side of the road. Is getting that thing like mm. holding the seat forward and getting an ice auger out? Are they of that size? I mean, that that thing's got like a twelve to yeah. eighteen inch diameter, more like an eighteen inch. That's diameter an eighteen inch it. auger, is, right there. Oh yeah, that's an eighteen inch hole cutter. I'm just curious. Is that the same weight that they've got their house on in their previous episode? Because then they could just lug the thing to the house. Maybe it was in the house. No, but they don't. They don't. They pull up. They pull up on the road and they. Uh, uh, oh yeah that's right he does yeah punches him in the uh-huh. thing and then all of a sudden wrench is just like hey i got Wait. my shit let's do this hold on let me dig my hole mm-hmm. yeah the people online have been saying that you know the ice auger is the new wood chipper no yeah, yeah. yes it so? is it's the executioner it's not the same i'm it, sorry it just doesn't have the same like uh, yeah yeah like, like but you, the, it's, well, it's me we'll now though later <laughs> nowadays though the wood chipper yeah well I guess nowadays the wood chipper thing is like I've read people who've watched the film of late and they're not quite as shocked by that scene because of now what we're used to in terms of blood and gore and <laughs> violence on TV we, or because we literally have it outside our <laughs> <laughs> visitors bureau 
in your like, life. <laughs> it's so unshocking that we will be like, stop here at our community right off the interstate. Stop by and take a picture with a thing people shove a body through. I don't know why. They have, like, they have a mannequin foot sticking out of it all the time. <laughs> so there's no question when you show your child it that you'll have to be like, well, there's a movie where people put bodies in that. Yeah. <laughs> no big I know deal. You, I know you weren't born yet, but... But they should just put that wood chipper in the airport, along with a like ice hole kiosk where you just go take a shot of ice hole and then you go take a picture next to the wood chipper. <laughs> if you need any more marketing ideas, okay. my name's Sharpie. You can contact me uh, on yeah. Twitter at Sharpie, C-H-A-R-P-I-E. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, we better wrap up the last thing here. So we, yeah. so um, the the jail. Okay, so let's Stavros. Evil. We haven't even got to the jail. Oh gosh. <laughs> We yeah see we're this is see we get we get too many nerds together, <laughs> and it's even worse. You mean the cricket scene? Because we, we haven't even oh, talked yeah, about crickets. yeah the, the crickets oh, slash locust oh, slash geez. plague yeah oh, geez. that also has the part um they have the scene where you can actually see the Adderall like taking effect on him mm-hmm. yeah. right so I don't know if he's like he's, he's in some sort of um drug infused. Like accountants, accountants nightmare. Yeah, so I don't know, like, if he's gonna, if that's gonna come into play next episode. It seemed like it, like a heart attack or something like that. Oh, something's gotta happen to him. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I also don't the, the firstborn son, which is his only son. But yeah, he goes through that whole it's kill or be killed. So I feel like he's somebody's foreshadowing it. Hmm. I don't know who though. They also in the um first while on Fargo thing, they like made a very big point of showing the Adderall as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree. That's I think that that'll feature in the next episode a fair bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and then Lauren makes that call, which I still Yeah, credit to me on that one that, that that's like the complete tie back to it's me, but everybody's gonna eventually blame Don Chump if he is setting him up as a patsy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's that crazy scene of Lauren on the roof. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Just watching the chaos and smiling. Yeah. Um, If you get a chance, look at that scene uh, and maybe skip the playing part, cruising through the background, but look up uh, um, A Simple Man. Oh, the movie. Yeah. There's that scene where the actor's on the roof too. It's a very similar shot. Oh. I thought it might have been a I thought it might have been Yeah. Some people were doing the whole, oh, it's 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 he's like the angel of death or the devil looking over and I'm like, mm, I feel like it just might be something else. Mm-hmm. You never know. You never know. <laughs> yeah. It also stuck uh, the crickets through the presumably through the vent <laughs> to get the the crickets to want, I don't I don't know how it worked, but Yes. It, it, yeah, some kind of air vent or something to get them into the supermarket. So, yeah. Well, the HVAC would be up there on the roof, so you probably just fed them. Yeah, yeah. So, speaking of three-hour drives, everybody takes. Evidently, Molly's off duty. The clock does read eight twenty, and Gus shows up at Lou's. I don't know. <laughs> That's a oh. lot of driving for a girl you're not even dating. <laughs> oh, God. yeah, Gus. Yeah. <laughs> And she's like, where were you? We're going to go to a search party. I was, yeah, I sent out a search party for you. And I was like, don't these these two really hate the phone? (laughs) Don't they? I mean, like, what was it that. Well, this is a prelude to dating. 
I think I think I think I'm, I need to start thinking this as it's presenting itself for as, sure. um, as an hour apart. The cities are the two cities. Yeah. Because if it's like forty five minutes, if we're talking Detroit Lakes to Fargo, yeah, yeah, I can see that happening. Like, come out here, let's have a let's have yeah, a little, of course, yeah, have a little dinner, some hot dish, maybe yeah. get a milkshake again. Mm-hmm. We'll find out what's up with your mom. Mm. I'll tell you what's up with mine because she, she did also in her inbox have a folder for mom with eight unread emails. Anyway, nerding out there. So we go to I'm the jail. I'm going to look at that screen now. <laughs> yeah, there's all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Lester's in jail, trying to get comfy, and <laughs> yeah. boom. Yeah. And that's where we end Dang. it. Numbers the, and uh, wrench. Yeah. Numbers and wrench come in, and they're... And this is where, uh, you know, like Bill said, he likes a man who's good with his hands. Now they're locked in yeah. a cell together. Yeah, he says something about a, a chicken pot pie. Did anybody hear that? And I was like, I wonder if he ad libbed. I think you were just hungry. Was I? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I don't remember them saying anything. I don't remember, I don't that, remember at that at play, all. Play, play it back, and when Adam Goldberg's walking in, he's mumbling to the uh, guy who's going to put him in lockup, oh, and he says okay. something about, That's "Oh, I, I get a chicken pot pie or something." He asks for oh, something. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, check, yeah. Check it out. Yeah. I didn't catch that till like the. I was looking for a different clip, and I ended up yeah. playing that part. But uh, yeah, you you guys don't know Bill quite yet, though. But he often says, "Did somebody say chicken bye bye?" That's just like just, a common phrase for just him. Like average, average deal. What did you say, chicken bye bye? <laughs> somebody say chicken bye bye. Uh, I was yeah. I was ahead, busy. Scr- I was just busy screaming at my TV at the end of it because it just <laughs> really reminded me of. Um, it's just so reminiscent of Breaking Bad, that idea of like one step forward, two steps back. Uh-huh. And oh, that yeah. whole kind of whole, you know, little arc with Lester where he, he gets kidnapped and then he, he exercises a bit of initiative, get, thinks he gets away and then not nah, back to square one. And then the look on his face at the end and I'm like, my God, this could so be out of Breaking Bad. It was just, it was amazing. <laughs> and next we start our halfway point, right? That's right. Yeah. Episode five. Yeah, let's yep. do let's do who dead next then. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Well, I was thinking like, I uh, there's one interview where Martin talks about like Lester kills a bunch of people in the show, and so far he's just killed the one. So. <laughs> well, Sam and the panty no Smith. Sam and what? In <laughs> the in the panty man. I forget what you always call them. The penny, the penny man. Frozen the, panties? No, that we're talking about. Talking about Lester, Lester not Lester. Lauren. Oh, Lester. Yeah, I was thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, we're full. We don't laugh about when Lauren kills people. It's only funny right. when we talk about Lester killing people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he's like, like with stooges. his two fingers. <laughs> <laughs> he's like all three stooges about it. He's gonna. Lester's gotta episode, eventually gonna, kill his brother. He's gonna. You think? I don't know. I don't think I, so. I don't think, I don't think so, so anymore. Yeah. I don't. I, I think the well, minute they went shooting for, together, I, they they buried the proverbial hatchet. I was yeah. thinking, like, I don't know. How Although much he did longer... call him an asshole. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was thinking, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know how much longer the conflict between Lester and Numbers and Wrench can go on. You know. Sure. So, if they could be it. I, don't I know. think they're the people who are going to meet the other side of those guns. Hmm. I think he and his brother are going to go all commando on it. <laughs> he's he's going to get his brother involved. 
I don't know. Maybe not. I, I just used, don't I used see to his he was brother gonna... playing a major role in anything. I mean, they're just making out to making him out to be the biggest like douche canoe, and there's just no. He does have a lot of ammo. No, he's he's a little. Yeah, it's he's just, just getting stuff. his rocks off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, having a mating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a meeting. Now that we're doing a Fargo podcast, I can't ever say that. <laughs> can't ever say what? That I'm in a meeting. So does that? So me? Wait, Mia. Did you pick who? Who do you think is dead next? I don't know because like, I th- I could see Dimitri for because of the plagues of Egypt thing. Yeah, and then I don't know. I think something's going to come to head with Lester and Numbers and Wrench at least. Yeah, they're going to make friends. They're in a jail like cell a... together, so something's yeah. got to happen. Carmela, what do you 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 got any uh, speculation? Um, the next, I like who's, I don't know. Who'd, who'd, it's been two episodes and nobody has died. died. I yeah. Well, aside you, from the dog, yes, King. true, true. The dog, yep. King's dead. Yep. Um, which was ruled a homicide, so I think we can count it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mark it. K nine homicide. Yes, that's a hard one. I can't think of. I don't know if it, I know that the I'd agree with Mia about the um obviously the three of them in a cell something's gonna happen, but whether it actually leads to them dying at this early yeah, stage, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know if they'll die, the but like something's gonna ha- Yeah, it's not gonna be something's, in the cell if it happens because like Yeah, because that'd be stupid. <laughs> yeah. Dead <laughs> end. That would be stupid. Dead end. <laughs> Too close quarters for and that. Chump has kinda wiggled his way into the storyline. More than I was expecting, so he's probably going to be around for a while. Mm-hmm. He's too stupid to do anything of note or to get killed yet. <laughs> I was, to be honest, I was expecting Glenn Howerton, Glenn Howerton, to be in like one episode, but he. We haven't even seen Michael uh, Key and Peele. Key and Peele. Yet. They oh. come they in come episode in. six. They're in two weeks. Okay. Mm-hmm. Charby, do you have a Who Dead next, or are we all basically flummoxed on this issue this week? Um. Well, I gotta throw somebody out there. Um, I do. Right, I've who's never going, been who's right, going under the bus. But, um, who did next? I'm gonna go with uh, Helena, because you know she, we haven't seen her in a while, and she's not like a major character or anything. But she didn't do anything to get on the audience's side in this episode. You know, she was. She's basically been a bitch to Stavros, Milos, Milos, Stavros from the from the dawn of time. It feel like. Like, she's never been nice to him. She wasn't nice to him in the car. She wasn't nice to him in present day. She's just always, like, she could have been on his side for a long time. Maybe she was, that we and we just don't know. But she's never proven herself to be, like, a cool person. So I want her to be dead next. Helena be dead next. Oof. Hmm. I... Was that too harsh? No, 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 not at all. I see what you're saying. He, it's, so far, it doesn't bode well to be a wife of anyone on this show. That's for sure. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm I'm lost as to who I'm going to pick as well. I want to say it's going to be one of the guys, Numbers and Wrench, but I I think it's going to come. I think they've realized that Lester's the Lester's the weak link, and I think he's going to cough something up in jail. That's how they're going to pal up. They're going to buddy-buddy in the thing, and he's going to yeah. cough up Lauren. Yeah. And I think Lauren, uh, in return, yeah. is going to kill Numbers or Wrench. They're going to go yeah. after them. I don't think and, Lester knows Lauren's name, does he? 
He won't. He he called him him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying he's going to. There's another guy, to, but all I need to do is just he just needs to say there's another guy. Because mm-hmm. they and already they already him. obviously know they killed doppelganger Lorne. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, this, and they're, now they're obviously still searching for somebody yeah, else because we'll definitely like, Oops. we'll definitely see some camaraderie start to build between Lester and Wrench and Numbers because none of them are stupid enough to do anything in within the cell. So obviously conversation has to happen. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I want to know who gets who out of jail or how they get released, but so uh-huh. that's my uh, that's my who dead next. So I bet. And with, oh, go ahead, Mia. This is not a who dead next, but I bet we'll get more Gina next episode too. I think we have to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Too much. It's the only sexual tension the show has seen. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, is this well, run off that and- she and Martin have like a lot of scenes together. Scenes together. Yeah, we've oh. read that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, I hope she bangs him. I really do. <laughs> that guy deserves. I mean, not it's not nice. he'll bang him and he'll be like, <laughs> it's not Boop. nice. It, it's You're totally gone. not. He's. I hope he doesn't have sex that way. <laughs> <laughs> if everybody could see here, the right? finger gestures we're making right now with each other. It, I'm not sure if you guys just on and off offside. Have you seen the film The World's End? Oh, yes. yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with Martin's character. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully not that. Oh, my God. Hopefully he's better than two shakes and a shiver. That's all I can say. <laughs> so I like those odds. I think that has. I think we're more spot on on him getting laid than who's dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's gonna get next. laid. That can be. That can be another segment at the end of the show. Yeah, who's dead next, next. Then who gets laid? Not, next. Or, or he's dead, which, he, get, he gets laid. Yeah. yeah. What episode does Lester get laid in, or at least <laughs> slightly aroused? <laughs> <laughs> Who Lester lays? Problem is, she'll try to hold his hand. <laughs> <laughs> One touch and he just like explodes all over. <laughs> you mean you mean the boil? The boil. That explodes. thing's ripe. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh god, it's terrible. Well, the thing it's so is, bad. That, that's so funny. I was, reading, I was reading a random tweet where someone was saying, you know, half of the Midwest bands now are going to call themselves Lester's Hand. <laughs> <laughs> That, that was really funny. Oh god, that's gonna be so good. Oh. Oh, I don't even I don't even know where to go from here. What do we gonna, what do we normally say at this point, Sharpie? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to thanks to Carmela and Mia and our sponsors for being on the show. So go to FargoTalksFargo.com to check us out or on Facebook at Fargo Facebook.com slash Fargo Talks Fargo or on Twitter at Fargo Talks Fargo. And if you wanna Check out the ladies and what they're doing. Go to fxfargo.tumblr.com, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Boom, I did that. And if you don't know that Tumblr's missing an E, you don't know about the internet and you won't find <laughs> it anyway, and that's okay. Also, check them out on Twitter, at fxfargo. Um, Carmela, Mia, and Katie, was it? Uh-huh. Yes. All yeah, right. Props to Katie for being Check out all their stuff. Have- it's so awesome. I mean, we just pretend to do this podcast, and they're the ones doing all the dirty work, so... Really appreciate yeah, they, you, really appreciate you guys being on the show. It's been awesome. Thanks for having well, us. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, yeah. it's been fantastic. Mm-hmm. We might have to connect again sometime. Uh, like maybe later in the series. The show. Yeah, like a post, like a giant wrap up. Yeah. Oh yeah, let us know. 
Yeah. Plus, we got it. Plus, if anything, at least for like a ten-minute segment of when Lester finally got his rocks off, yeah, or his, <laughs> whatever. Uh, just check out Tumble Definitely. when that happens. It will. Oh, it'll, it'll oh God. Off. I can only imagine. I can only imagine the GIF you're about to make. Oh, we won't be. No, they'll be. We won't have to. They'll be. We won't have to. Stack of people get ahead. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> dear, dear internet, <laughs> we love you. Yeah. So. Well, there it is, folks. We will, ah, uh, uh, geez, the show's over. <laughs> so we'll see you next week. Sharpie. Hey, now. Enjoy your cookies. Thank you. <laughs>